0: As moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. If you're tired from swimming around in the red wave, you can just get on out. Might be cold out there if you don't have a towel. Might want to just jump back in. It's high noon. For Thursday, January 14th, 2021, follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. You can join the discussion thread at t.me slash discussion. I did also post a short video on Rumble last night, and that's at I'm Your Moderator. So last night was an absolutely wild experience in many ways, and I'm going to discuss that. And honestly... If you think I'm crazy, which you may well, that's fine. I have heard that now for seven months from the very heart of the commie stronghold here in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. So it doesn't bother me. I don't care. And I think anyone, would have to honestly say that this is one of the craziest times ever. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And if you're trying to track it closely, which I am, certain patterns and certain thoughts arise. And with this Telegram communication system, the the speed of information has been increased far beyond what Twitter and Instagram were able to offer because so many people can be sharing information directly with one another in a way that just wasn't possible on the other platforms. You know, if you, if you formed an Instagram group, maybe you could put 30 people in it. And in fact, I think that that was the number 30 people and they can go back and share information, but that's an entirely different environment than, a hundred or a couple hundred or more people contributing information and then disseminating it to their own networks. And it kind of has this parallel to how I imagine information would have been disseminated in an earlier age. You know, before there was the telephone and the internet, people would talk to one another in person or they would write letters or maybe they would read a newspaper. But most people would just be talking to their friends and neighbors and trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, did you hear about this in the other side of the city? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like everybody could just instantly be on the same page at the same time trying to find and then vet the best possible information. But I think that that's where we are right now. And it's really cool. We don't have to look to a secondary outside source that is pretending to be authoritative even though it's not. And that pretense of authority is kind of what shut our brains off and allowed us to stop thinking like, oh, that's just how it is because CNN said it or the New York Times said it. And by the way, I used to be in that position, so I'm not slighting anyone. This is how we were raised. This is what our minds were conditioned to think and to do. But this new information environment is different, and I find it fascinating. And, you know, worst case scenario, somehow Joe Biden really is able to usurp the presidency of the United States. But until that happens, I am going to continue going down the road I'm going down. Because I don't think that President Trump or the military is going to allow our country to be taken over by the Chinese Communist Party. I do not see that happening. And all indicators of what they're doing right now between the Department of Defense and the Secretary of State's office, the Department of Justice, these aren't indicators that Joe Biden is going to go on into office, okay? There are still challenges to the election process going on in states. They are still trying to get information and uh, examine the systems. In Georgia, they're trying to get those ballots so that uh, Jovan Jovan Pulitzer, I think is his name, I don't mean to mispronounce it, uh, so that he can examine them. This process isn't over. Until Joe Biden is formally and legitimately sworn in as president, he is not president. It doesn't matter what happened in Congress last week. And the reason it doesn't matter is because if I'm right about the voter fraud stuff and I'm right about the coordination between the Democrat Party and some Republicans with the Chinese Communist Party, with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and with other nations, Italy, Iran. Nations that we know Obama has been working with behind the scenes. Kind of as a prelude to a usurpation of the presidency, installing Joe Biden so that Obama can run things behind the scenes again. If I'm right about all that. Then I'm also right about the fact that all of these people knowingly committed treason last week. And I'm going to stick to that position until that position becomes totally untenable. I understand that people think that there's a very low probability that I'm right. And I am totally comfortable with that. There were people who thought there was a very low probability that I was right when I was saying that the virus definitely came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay. There were people who didn't think I was right and that I was a conspiracy theorist for saying that asymptomatic spread wasn't a thing and that all of the measures we've taken to combat the coronavirus pandemic were rooted in the idea that asymptomatic spread not only was a thing, but that it was a likely thing. And we convinced ourselves that it was actually the primary means of transition or transmission, sorry, even though Anthony Fauci, the WHO, and others had said that that is not the case. We ignored that stuff and allowed the media to run roughshod over this narrative like that the case number really mattered. You know, people thought I was crazy when I was talking about how the tests yielded too many false positives. And then all of a sudden, sometime in, I think, August or September, there's an article in the New York Times talking about how our cycle threshold of 40 cycles was higher than necessary and also higher than other countries. Like 94%, I think, of our cases wouldn't have been cases if we were using the same cycle threshold as Germany. Okay? So if you wanted to inflate the number of coronavirus cases, and then ultimately coronavirus deaths. That's exactly how you do it. So does it sound like a conspiracy theory? Yes. But the only reason that sounds like a, a conspiracy theory is because people are conditioned to trust the media and trust the government. And that doesn't make any sense. Even like real commies and Obamies and Maskies and Romney's think that corruption does exist in government, but that it's all on the other side. Or if it's on our side, it's like, oh, yeah, well, they're all bad. So we're just choosing the lesser of two evils. No. If you admit that corruption exists, then you should also be able to admit that corruption exists in places you're not aware of. And if corruption exists in places you're not aware of, from people in positions of power, why do you somehow let go of that belief when it's Anthony Fauci or Andrew Cuomo or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or any of these people who made a clearly flawed judgment in saying that the response to this disease was to completely stop society and do things that they know don't work, like lockdowns and masks. And why exactly did they ban hydroxychloroquine? Okay, so we have already seen these levels of corruption, and we have already seen the pattern of that behavior. We have also already seen the goal of that patterned behavior and corruption. It is the same across the world, and it is part of the same system. So to think that that stuff can't still be happening right now is something that I don't find tenable rationally in any way. Like, okay, yeah, there's all this corruption, all this lying, all this uh, clear pursuit of one goal or well, two goals. One is getting Trump out of office, and that's part of completing the second goal, which is the global reset. And again, that's not a conspiracy theory either. They talk about it openly. Like, I think that you could probably still find it on YouTube. Just Google or I'm just looking YouTube. Um, Klaus Schwab, great reset. John Kerry, great reset. Okay, Justin Trudeau, great reset. You can find them talking about this. They will tell you about it. And it's not like they're ashamed to say it. They think it's fantastic. Okay, and now last night, a video came out, and I'll, I'll describe how I ended up seeing it in a second, but I really want you guys to watch this video if you haven't already. Happen.network is the website, and I know that sounds weird. Trust me, I know it sounds weird. But go on there, and there's this incredible, like, basically a documentary um, about coronavirus – using all of those people's own statements. It's video of the people involved in the Great Reset. It's uh, footage from news broadcasts where they were talking about the coronavirus. And the, the the way it's put together is, and by the way, I'm not saying obviously that they heard my show and did the same thing. Um, but it's, it's set up very much the way that uh, I set up Apocalypse, uh, not Apocalypse Now, uh, Revisionist History, that essay about the coronavirus that I wrote back in May. You can scroll back through the podcasts and find it. And it's set up very much like the controlled demolition episodes I did. I went through and took the actual news stories from mainstream sources and put together an entirely different narrative than the ones they are telling us. So. It's not like they won't release this information ever. They'll just release it and then try to say that it doesn't mean anything or they'll release it and never talk about it again and just leave it out of the discussion or shout it down. Call people conspiracy theorists. Tell them that they're dangerous to society, that they're killing grandmothers. Okay. so all of that said. A couple days ago, I talked about how this, uh, george.news site came up. It came out of absolutely nowhere. Mike Pompeo's speech about China on Monday, it was on YouTube. I can't remember what YouTube channel it was on, but in the top right corner the entire time, it had a watermark that said george.news. So I said, well, let me check that out. I go on george.news. I'm like, this is really interesting. Like, this news seems to be kind of straight down the middle. Came out of nowhere. It looks like this site is professionally run, to say the very least. And, you know, I posted it in one of my discussion threads, and someone's like, that's basically the same logo as George Magazine that was owned by John F. Kennedy Jr. And I said, well, that's extremely interesting. And so I bookmarked the site and I joined their mailing list and I was like, "Okay, well, I want to see where this goes. So last night, the Department of Defense links to a press conference where a Department of Defense official is discussing the future of the digital marketplace and cyber defense in the Department of Defense and it was really interesting because out of nowhere again and this is in the evening which is a strange time for press conferences but the department of defense directs people to george news's youtube so clearly i'm i'm looking at this and these are now two different departments of the trump administration Directing us toward, subtly directing us toward George.news. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So I keep my um, Telegram open. I'm addicted to this thing, it's the best uh, information app I could imagine. But so now George News has a, a channel on Telegram and they send out another link. And so I go to it and there's a chat room up. And then eventually a video starts and the video starts out. (laughs) This is, I mean, I know how this sounds because it's so nuts. It's so wild. Um, Before the video even starts, it's got the music of uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic, you know, like glory, glory, hallelujah. That song. And it just... Repeats and repeats and repeats, and there's the YouTube chat thread open. And the video starts out, and it's just a series of still photographs of Donald and Melania Trump and some other people around the administration. And all these photographs are from November. And the first ones were of Trump pardoning the Thanksgiving turkeys whose names were Corn and Cobb. This year and the video is called slings and arrows, the official White House monthly review. Now, (laughs) that's just strange. I mean, I didn't think there was an official White House monthly review slings and arrows is a very interesting title, obviously. But why is George News showing us this now? If you think about what the tech companies are trying to do, they're basically trying to shut down channels where the administration can talk to us and where we can talk to each other, okay? So what you would want to do if you're able to get the message out is to make sure not to break any of their very silly rules, right? So if you're talking about any of these subjects, it has to be totally factual, which is which relates directly to that to that Happen Network video, okay? So, it was initially on Happen Network's Instagram page. The entire documentary was, but it's since been taken down and removed from all these platforms. So, I'm pretty sure you can only see it at happen.network now. But what directed people to that Instagram page was the name Jeannie Joy written by George news into that chat while these still photographs are playing over battle him of the Republic. And I know that sounds bonkers. Okay. It happened. So somebody searches Jeannie joy, I guess on Instagram and makes their way to this video and then shares it. And the George news was actually communicating back to people a lot during this whole thing. So what is it? Who's to say, but two different agencies subtly directed us towards George news and the George news YouTube. So none of that was by accident. So this messaging is actually extremely interesting. And again, You don't have to believe in any of this stuff, but this stuff is happening. And at the very minimum, it's fascinating. Okay. Something strange is happening and I am going to watch every bit of it. And I'm going to keep my mind as open as possible and try to analyze the information and then analyze it in a broader picture. What could this mean? Okay. So right now I feel that, People who are loyal to Trump and work with Trump are directing us toward this particular information. And so I want to know everything I can about that information. Now, later today on George News, uh, Vice President Mike Pence is supposed to be participating in a briefing. And then this weekend he's traveling to speak to the. 10th Mountain Division in Fort Drum. And remember, we have military stuff going on all over the country and all over the world right now. All right. All of that, again, is real. You know, I'm sure they're not talking about it on CNN. They're saying that there are troops at the Capitol to protect the Capitol from us, which we know is nonsense. Trump gave multiple speeches over the last two days, including a video message last night where he's very clear that Trump supporters should not go to any rallies and definitely should not participate in any violence. All right. That's really good. And I don't think any Trump supporters are going to do that. Washington, D.C. is locked down with National Guard and Marines. Nancy Pelosi was out there yesterday trying to talk them into being her friend. And she has gone to the generals, wanting the military and the Marines specifically out of Donald Trump's control. And of course, they told her to kick rocks. What Nancy Pelosi is doing by trying to undermine the commander in chief of the U.S. military is, again, treason. Okay, she can't do that. That ain't following the Constitution. That's not a legitimate process. Her position does not give her that power. So then what is Nancy Pelosi doing? Obviously, she's freaking out. There's no chance that we are going to Washington, D.C. to create violence because none of us want that. But they have violence planned all over the country via Black Lives Matter Antifa, Cities all over the country, it's funded, it's planned. You can see the videos of the planning. In fact, you can see videos of them planning the storming of the Capitol and the vandalism and violence that took place there. I'm not saying no Trump supporter was involved, but their strategy is to try to assume the role of Trump supporters and reaffirm the worst possible view of Trump supporters, the image that the media projects of us. And they do that successfully, at least for communists. They're like, yep, I knew it. Backed up my prejudices. Thank goodness. Even CNN is winding back their bullshit story about the sixth. Now it's no longer that Trump's speech incited them. It's that there's indications that the actions were planned. And of course the actions were planned because it was BLM Antifa who planned them. And did the good guys already know about that beforehand? Yes, they did. How? Because there are people embedded in Antifa BLM. The amount of videos that are leaking right now is incredible. Do you think that they don't know everything? They know everything like the amount of stuff that Trump and Michael Flynn and the rest of military intelligence, the rest of the military, all of them loyal to the Constitution and loyal to the United States of America. They have everything. I don't even understand what the communist bet is anymore, that they just simply won't use it. I know that this side of the story sounds absolutely crazy, like oh, you're like, oh, he's completely lost his grip on reality. I don't believe I have. Thank you very much for your concern. I do not see again. I've said it a million times. Joe Biden will never be president. How is this going to happen? They're not going to impeach Trump. The stuff around the world right now that's going on is crazy. You know, Trump put out that executive order the other day about uh, investments in China and and Americans who are doing business with the Chinese Communist Party, companies that are doing business with the Chinese Communist Party, and then they strengthened it last night. Do you think that they don't have the information on Joe Biden's relationship with the Chinese Communist Party? Of course they do. Do you think they don't know that Joe Biden is guilty of treason and sedition? Of course they do. They know it all. So when I said last Friday, I was like, you know, because in my position, I think, oh, this is when we're going to bring them all down. This is when we're going to bring them all down. This is when we're going to bring them all down. And if if I'm wrong, if I'm to be accused of one thing, it's it's me having too much faith in the ability of America and Americans to realize that this is what's happening and to pull through this. If I'm wrong, then the country is over. So I don't even entertain that option yet. All right. I want to figure out how I'm right. And if that leads to future embarrassment for me, I don't care. Like, what are they going to say? I'm stupid. Well, then I'll just quiz them and we'll find out. And now there's an article from John Solomon at Just the News who says that the FBI, the NYPD, and USCP, that's the US, United States Capitol Police, had prior knowledge of plans for violence at U.S. Capitol, including intel threatening murder of police officers. If this was a planned attack, you can't, of course, accuse the president of inciting a spontaneous attack. It was planned days before. Now, are we to believe that Trump and his followers were planning to break windows and go walk around the Capitol and go home? They were planning an insurrection, a violent insurrection. Is that what we're told? We are told we're planning a violent insurrection, but with a million people in Washington, D.C., They could only get 50 of them inside just to walk around. And where's Nancy's computer? Where is Nancy's computer? So the impeachment yesterday, I was thinking about this and, you know, again, think of Friday, the theory I laid out about how you get the swamp entirely drained. To entirely drain the swamp, you have to expose them all, right? All of them. Or else the swamp is not completely drained. And maybe it's impossible to completely drain the swamp. But you could drain it real good if you did something exactly like what's happening now, for instance. On January 6th, traders exposed themselves. They knowingly failed to object to a fraudulent election. And they tried to use the cover of the legitimacy of the process to do it. They thought that was their shield to any criticism. Oh, well, you know, I'm just following the Constitution. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because you know for a fact that the election was fraudulent. So they go through it with it anyway. They abandon their oath. They commit treason. They try to undermine the nation. But there's this certain set that exposed themselves in a different way yesterday because there were 10 Republicans in the House who actually voted with the Democrats for impeachment, led obviously by Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter. So real shocker there. Real shocker that Liz Cheney would try to get Donald Trump out of office before the end of his term. I mean, what does Donald Trump know? About Dick Cheney, why would it be so dangerous to allow an outsider to ascend to the presidency? Well, I imagine it's because they expect the president to keep decades and decades of secrets and corruption from ever seeing the light of day. Of course they were going to try that with Donald Trump, too. And now we're, what, six days from the end of this part of the ride? And we're expecting that Donald Trump is just going to sit on this. No, they're trying to get him out of office so that he has no choice, so that this stuff will never come out. And in a second, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen, and it's me looking forward. Again, I could be totally wrong, okay? I understand that. But so these 10 Republicans are far fewer than the 60-ish who failed to object to the fraudulent election last week. There are 147 Republicans in the House who objected to the fraudulent election and good for them. Way to stand up and be patriots. Appreciate it. So that leaves... I think that they have like 211 or something in the Congress, but we're going to say 60, 65. It's that range. I'm not going to look it up right now because I like my thought process and you don't need it. It's going to be just fine. So there were 55 who didn't want Donald Trump in office, but didn't also want to look like they were really against Trump. These are the ones who are using the Constitution as a shield. And just like, hey, you know, I didn't know the evidence. It was never brought forward. The courts all said it was wrong. Don't hurt me. The 10 who voted for impeachment are just clearly traitors or compromised. You have to imagine that they had no choice but to cast that vote. I mean, Liz Cheney was doing it for dad. But everyone else could have just taken the day off and not gone directly against the will of their constituents. And, of course, that's exactly what they did. But what I didn't realize on Friday is there actually was another layer to peel back, another layer of traders who would expose themselves. And let's get them all on record. Let's take it right down to the wire. Make sure that every single one of them is going to come out. And I actually think that Mitch McConnell might be forced to try to call a vote on the 19th, the day before Joe Biden is supposedly going to be inaugurated. Mitch McConnell might try to bring a vote for impeachment. And I have my eye on whether or not He and Nancy Pelosi are going to try to change the rules or that Nancy Pelosi might try to blow up the filibuster before that time so that they could try to bring a vote. I don't. I listen. The filibuster thing I don't know about because the Senate already needs two thirds majority to convict in an impeachment. But I'm wondering if they're going to let this play out and just see how many of these Republicans actually go along with that. I mean, you would think it would be McConnell, Lindsey Graham and uh, Mitt Romney for sure. But yesterday there were rumors that they might have up to 20 Republicans willing to join in trying to impeach Trump. I mean, regardless, I'm not worried. That's not going to happen. And it almost definitely will not go down on the 19th that way. But I got my eye open for it because I don't trust those fuckers. And I know that Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi have already been busy changing these rules so that they can skip past parts of the process that would impede them or embarrass them. And now there's been a whole wave of arrests going on all over the world, different stuff. And Again, you want to think it's all atomized that this stuff doesn't come together. That's fine. Call me crazy for connecting it. Put up the fucking meme with always sunny in Philadelphia guy and his red yarn. Call me that. I don't care. Okay. I can show you the connectivity between these seemingly disparate events. And if you don't buy my argument, all good. But don't pretend I don't have one and that I'm not trying to do this rationally. Okay, I'm not just believing whatever the fuck I see now yesterday. Well, first of all, on the 6th, right as this thing at the Capitol was happening, totally under the radar, the FBI released like 250 pages of documents about Nancy Pelosi's father's involvement in the mafia, among other things, one of them being the fact that her brother actually was not convicted. A group of 10 people, I believe, were involved in sex crimes against underage girls, and he skated away scot-free. Now, Pelosi comes from the D'Alessandro family, which is supposedly part of the Italian mafia. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about the FISA stuff and the way that the FISA courts were abused and the FISA warrants were obtained in 2016, 2017 while they're trying to pull off this Russiagate hoax. And we've got all these people on record in testimony about their use of the FISA courts. And the thing about the FISA courts is that Once you have obtained the warrant, you are able to monitor the subject and two jumps away from that subject. So let's say, for instance, that the subject was Nancy Pelosi. And let's say, for instance, that that means that you could cover. And you could actually, I guess, spy on everyone Nancy Pelosi talks to. And everyone who talks to that person. So. After the FISA abuse with the Russiagate stuff. The FISA process has been. Put into the public record. People understand it and the FISA courts. Are being, you know, pretty strict. So how would you get. A FISA warrant on a top government official. Well, you would have to have what you would believe to be an overwhelming amount of evidence that she could have knowledge of or involvement in a crime. Now hundreds, literally hundreds, I think maybe even over a thousand members of the Italian mafia were just arrested yesterday in Calabria of all places. And That's two mafia stories of importance in one week that, again, disparate events, maybe, maybe. But we know what's happening in Italy right now. The Vatican was blacked out over the weekend. The government there is falling apart. There are news reports that the Italian government or that the Italian media has been covering Barack Obama's involvement in the theft of the... 2020 American election with the help of the Italians and the Leonardo satellite system. You know, it's funny. Reuters actually released an article the other day about that uh, Leonardo satellite system. Some hack or something, you know. So we got these two mafia stories, and I'm thinking about the FISA warrants. And we know the JFK story. There are theories that The mafia was involved in the hit. Now, if that's the case. What mafia members? I'm going to be really interested to find out. Now, we think a lot about what Trump has the power to declassify. You think Trump knows what happened to JFK? I got to feel like that somewhere in that government, don't you think? And we know that there was a cover-up when it happened. You would have to imagine that every president since then has had knowledge of it and none of them have said anything. If the world was a better place than it seems to be right now, if everything was in its right place, right? Well, the morally good thing for a president to do is to investigate and prosecute. The murder of an American president. That's what I would think, at least. How come. That hasn't ever happened. Who would it have happened under? Well, it could have happened under Reagan, potentially. But who was Reagan's vice president? Well, that was George H.W. Bush. And George H.W. Bush is directly linked to the Kennedy assassination. Maybe. Right. I mean. That's not me making that up. That's a pretty widespread common theory. Okay. So I'm looking at that JFK stuff and I'm looking at the Italian mafia and I'm looking at Nancy Pelosi. And if Nancy Pelosi's dad was somehow involved with that JFK stuff. That could be a way that a mafia member's daughter ends up being one of the most powerful women in the history of the American government. Do I know it's true? Not at all. I'm putting things together in a way I think makes sense. And you might think it makes sense too. If this is laughably, comically stupid, that's fine. I want to see what's going to happen in these next seven days. Because if those records... And all those files show the connection that I'm that I'm suggesting Then it's entirely possible that upon seeing those those files could have been taken to FISA courts. And they could be watching a whole lot of corrupt government officials. And some people might be like, well, yeah, but that's spying on your political opponents. Maybe I'm sure it's not just political opponents, first of all. And second of all, if we have people in government who are knowingly covering up the killing of an American president and benefiting from that killing, well, God damn it, I want those people spied on and I want them brought to justice. That's not the country I want to live in. And I think if there's any boomers listening, they would probably be like, yeah, you know, that Kennedy thing that sticks with me. I imagine that sticks with everybody. Kennedy's the one that was taking it to the military industrial complex. Kennedy's the one that was taking it to the CIA. And who's been trying to undermine Donald Trump for his entire presidency? Democrats, of course, some Republicans, of course. But then it's the military industrial complex, the FBI and the CIA. Is this all crazy? Maybe. But I don't think so. And I am absolutely glued to all of this as it unfolds. I mean, last night was surreal in a sense because it's like one incredible piece of information would follow the next in virtually the amount of time it takes to find the information, analyze the information and share it so you can analyze it within a group, talk about what it could mean. And then formulate a through line. And all of a sudden it's right on to the next one. It's it's it was amazing. And then at the same time, it's almost like you're in uh, a David Lynch film. Or on like a DMT hit. Because you're getting stuff from this George News site out of nowhere. All of a sudden, a beautiful documentary totally exposing the coronavirus narrative bullshit. These things are popping up. While people are getting arrested around the world, governments are falling apart. Literally governments, entire parties are quitting. And that's happening in in Italy right now. An entire party is disbanding. Could you imagine if just one day, like the, uh, the Democrats just disbanded? What would be coming their way for them to do that? What we have... Is a lot of bad actors and countries trying to separate themselves as a nation from those bad actors. And I think we're going to see more of that. They just rounded up a bunch of MS 13 members and are trying them as terrorists. Is that a random event that's just happening? in the last few days of Donald Trump so that he can turn it over to Joe Biden? Yeah, totally. Maybe. Maybe he's like, I want to finish these projects before I go. Okay, you got me. Totally possible. But I don't think so. Donald Trump has never once conceded. And he can't concede because his oath is to uphold the Constitution. And him conceding would be a failure to do that. There are people close to him who have said Michael Flynn, by the way, the guy that literally knows everything about all of these people, says that there's a 100 percent chance that Donald Trump won. Are we going to pretend that these people are liars, that these are baseless accusations? Is that satisfactory for anyone at this point? So much is going on. It's not just random and disparate. There's a structure to it. And I want to know that what that structure is. And then I want to try to see beyond the structure. And so I'm going to keep sharing ideas like this and people can react to them. And then if people have good reactions that are like, oh, this is wrong because of this, I'll be like, oh, interesting. And then if I can't figure out how that might fit, then you have to abandon the theory. But until such point. I want to see in front of this thing, okay, because we can see now how politicians react and we can see how the media reacts and we can see how social media reacts. All of these are tells. If you were at a poker table, you would be looking for certain signs from your opponent about whether or not they were bluffing, what cards they might have. Good poker players can know this with a degree of certainty a lot of the time. Are we going to pretend that this one aspect of life, politics, is different? That there aren't all just moves and counter moves. Trump said it that himself the other day when talking about the big tech shutting him down. Well, whatever you do, there are always counter moves. Did he sound unconfident? No, not at all. He sounded very confident. There are counter moves to everything and the game is not over. So. For this last part, I want to see the rest of this movie. I felt like I was watching a movie on Telegram. The information just continued coming in. And it's like, oh, whoa, now the story's going here. Whoa, now it's going here. It's crazy. And we have six more days of it. And I am going to be here for absolutely all of it. People want to think that's stupid or crazy. That's on them. I think y'all are missing the best show of all time. And uh, watching this and discussing it with smart, like-minded people is actually a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm all the way into the Red Sea. I'm not getting out and drip drying. Going all the way, baby. You want to think I'm nuts? Enjoy it. Damn it. I was right about to end the show there. I already recorded the ending, but then I realized I have to talk about this. So Project Veritas apparently has a, a whistleblower inside Twitter with video of CEO Jack Dorsey. And now, again, all sorts of weird stuff going on all across the world. In Uganda, they have an election coming up and the response to all the Twitter censorship was Uganda banning the social media platforms from the internet in the run-up to the election. And Jack Dorsey, as, as clueless and self-involved as he is, actually had the unmitigated gall to post on Twitter how they thought it was unbelievable that the Ugandan government would shut down its citizens' access to Twitter during an election because it was important for speech. Twitter says this, the company that literally tries to influence elections. And bans whoever they want. Controlling political speech. Twitter did that. So I cannot wait to see this Veritas video and I cannot wait to see Jack Dorsey go down. Good Lord. It's going to be amazing. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye.